to We Bought a Mic, a pop culture chill cast. Yeah. yeah. For a chill ketchup episode, uh, talking the winner of our uh, big old career racket, career bracket, career arc brackets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the new Matrix trailer yeah. that has taken the internet by storm and some other things that uh, we've been watching and are in the, the news of the entertainment world i'm Ernest. i am um i'm tom brady <laughs> in honor of our fallen tom yeah. Six, 61 year old it might be that honestly might be like blasphemous to say it's like hey, you like can't take the lord's name in vain tom cruise is 61 is that what you're saying um he he is in spirit fuck man uh let's see exactly how old he's, i know he's, he's not, not that 61. old he's in his, he's in his 50s. 50s yeah He's too old. Uh, he's 59. That's yeah, disgusting. Okay, That's, so there you go. He, so he's be, honestly, I think that Tom Brady will keep playing football for as long as Tom Cruise is acting. It's really a pet peeve of mine. I'm Drew that uh, when, when an actor is aging really well, like he is, has a whole head of real hair, which I really do believe mm-hmm. and just won't admit that it's graying. Like, salt and pepper hair looks good on an older man with like a full head of hair Wait, that looks great you're saying that 59 year old tom cruise doesn't just have jet black hair it's it really like it sticks out so much looking at like production stills from the mission impossible it's like dude why man like that just makes it look like you're trying too hard well the thing you could is, become like a clune daddy well, mm-hmm. he was a gray daddy even in the mid 2000s like look at something like um uh what's the michael main michael man film collateral collateral like he's got some gorgeous gray hair in that movie but ethan hunt doesn't gray it's just he, I don't know. he could have a little sprinkle of salt and pepper it, it yeah. makes it like it makes it look like a wig and i know it's not so he deserves to what if it is what if he's fully bald the thing is when would the transfer have been because he's always <laughs> had such a great head of hair you and know, he's, you know, like he's had the exact same head shape of hair for like 20 years. Yeah, at this point. So that's, that's what I'm saying. There just there wasn't a moment where it was like, uh oh, Tom's sort of turning here. And then like the next movie, you're like, oh, like, maybe he got it together. What, what if he has alopecia and he's just <laughs> always worn a wig the entire time? <laughs> wow. It's like his uh, when he got veneers when he was wow. like 21 years old. So he just always had fake hair. So Tom Cruise came in second. He is a runner up. It mm-hmm. does not make him the automatic subject of the third career. I, arc. I think that it should. I think that we should do like in the old times of American, uh, whenever the president, like whoever went runner up to the president, just got to be the vice president. <laughs> yeah. So like it's not Thomas Jefferson. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, Thomas Jefferson wishes he was Thomas Cruise. Yeah, I'm I'm thrilled with these results. The poll was yet another landslide. Vic huge for yeah. Robin. Huge landslide um, i didn't even eight, bother getting the bots out i was on vacation i was on island time this weekend and mm-hmm. i couldn't be bothered 91 percent of the vote for robin williams because people like the man and they are right to like him looking at his list of films because we've already almost filled out uh like 90 percent of the movies we need to cover for this series guest wise yeah they're going quick it's because everyone has at least five of robin williams movies that they like mm-hmm. like they're you know he's he's omnipresent in our lives um i really underestimated his 90s children's stuff run but he did so much shit you know yeah I'm, I'm really looking forward to this i think it was a great idea to leave it up to the audience you guys made a great great choice with robin it's gonna be it 
of all of the ones that were on that bracket, I think this one has the most potential to be as close to what we saw with Cage. Not in the same ways of him, of Cage, like being, because Cage is his own beast, but in, in being a very interesting actor that always brings something unique that nobody else can do mm-hmm. yeah. yes and and uh has really interesting role selection <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i'm like really excited just to talk about early robin williams before whenever he's trying to find his footing i'm so glad that somebody is doing popeye mm-hmm. like robert altman's kind of disastrous movie that failed in critically and commercially have you seen that a huge way i saw parts of it whenever i was a kid because it used to come on uh tcm i think um, wow. and yeah no it's i know just no kind of the lore behind it like robert altman was just like kind of like fuck hollywood like major studio hollywood for yeah. a little while after this um so yeah i'm excited to talk about that we still uh got to get a couple of guests on if not we're doing them anyways for dead poets and for uh good morning vietnam because those mm-hmm. are two iconics yeah the the series right now is at around 31 movies so no guarantees that we'll do all of them we definitely won't no. um, that's, that's too many th- but uh but that just shows you like how much of a career robin had and you know like we mentioned before uh i think people miss him i think people miss him a lot and, and we're what i six years now since he passed so now we're you know starting to look at his at the totality of his career and mm-hmm. seeing like you know how special it was and it's going to be so such a great time going through it oh yeah he had a he had a rare warmth to him as a performer and as a dude yeah so we'll we'll start that uh later this year um and it's going to run well into 2022 um i'm sure that it'll take up a, a good bit of the first half of the year next year um let's get into some current events we don't we don't talk a lot about trailers on this show but uh, as of this recording, over the, the past uh, 12 hours or so, the uh, the Internet has been taken by storm by a little movie called The Matrix. Ever heard of it? Mm-hmm. Matrix 4? The M4 tricks? The, the people who made uh, uh, Jupiter Ascending, yeah, correct? The yeah, the classic, okay. modern cool, classic. Cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, they should style it M4 tricks. I think they should do that. Yeah, that worked out so well for Fant Force Day. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Bring it back. Um, it Matrix ends in IX. Oh, wait, but that's that's nine. nine. That's nine. Well, you do that for nine. But yeah, for Matrix nine. <laughs> wow, they ain't stopping. Yeah, just just that wait. was almost a great I almost idea. yeah, I almost really had something there. They could still figure something out where it's like the, it's like a V, and then there's like tiny little lines sticking out the bottom. So the Matrix. I, you, Matrix. Why <laughs> actually didn't they do that for the trailer? Just have like the like four, and then like M, and then. R-T-I-X appears. Because they know how to market movies better than us. Because I, this is an incredible trailer. Mm-hmm. Here, you want to know something? I have not seen it. Wow. Did you see it? I you? had... What do you mean? I've seen it. Because <laughs> I care. I saw like uh, uh, like a thousand notifications from <laughs> group chats, from like Hollywood reporters saying that it's freaking breaking the internet right now and I have not seen it yet. Emailing you Look, personally, like yeah. Hunter... <laughs> Hunter, the internet broke. Yeah, they're like they're like burning donation. Pause the pod. We can just put on put on the trailer. No, Let me watch it. Real it's quick. like twenty minutes long. 
it's just the movie they just drop the movie on like <laughs> welcome to the matrix are you doing this net. um yeah we're gonna live react to the matrix 4 trailer right now except you guys have both seen it it's just me who has not seen it <laughs> well, be great. we have a, a nice little um little tv here in the pod room we're gonna mm-hmm. play the trailer here live react to it it's not that long it's less than three minutes is it a teaser or is it a trailer it's 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 kind of a full trailer okay so to be honest it's a teaser trailer <sighs> 10 mil views 10 teaser, hours ago is it teaser to the teaser okay black cat neil patrick harris and neil patrick harris is his shrink don't trust that Am I crazy? Uh, seems as though he's reckoning with his past in the Matrix. Jefferson Airplane? Mm-hmm. The classic pill song. Oh yeah, we got we got Trinity back. Keanu looking very John Wick with the beard and the long hair. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is the mis- that's just his fit. This is the mistake that the last, uh, um, the last movie he was in made is that they like tried to make him clean shaven and he doesn't look good anymore. Okay, a lot of blue pills. I think we all know what that means. I don't get it. So he's like, he's trying to fake it. He's trying to he's trying to blue pill through life. Oh, did you catch that, Hunter? Did you catch who Time just said fly? that? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing my team, baby. That's him. But yeah. he's like Morpheus. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Dude, you know what? Yaya Abdul-Mateen can do literally fucking anything. Look at how beautiful this looks. Every shot is just bathed in golden light. That is very interesting. So recreating some stuff from the first Matrix. Uh, looks a little bit uh, Blade Runner-esque. Blade Runner looks a little bit like the Matrix. Well, Blade actually. Runner 2049-esque, yeah, which is, yeah, that's... Guys, this is this is good shit. It is. I honestly, like, I don't often watch trailers, but I know if there's one thing the Wachowskis can do, it's trailers. <laughs> Their worst movie will look pretty decent. This looks yes. so fucking good, man. Just so many sweet shots of like yeah. breathtaking action. And also we're not we're not getting plot. We're right. not getting we're not getting a yeah. ton of plot. That's Jonathan Groff, baby! King George. Fucking sing for me. You'll be back. Soon you'll see. You remember you belong. Resurrections. That is a good trailer. I usually I usually don't go for hype stuff like this. This is a great trailer. Here's the thing. I'll say it. That did look that was that was more impressive than I was expecting. But here's the thing. I'm still going to keep my expectations tempered for this movie. Have you seen the other sequels? I, yeah, I saw. Well, I know I saw Reloaded whenever I was a kid. I'm pretty sure that I saw Revolutions too, but I don't remember anything about it. It's not about that. It's not about the Matrix franchise for me. It's that like, when was the last time the Wachowskis made a great movie? I don't. I Speed know. Racer. 
there have been people um, that have been trying to like trying to red pill me into thinking that Cloud <laughs> Atlas is a good movie. I'm going to tell you guys right now, Cloud Atlas was fucking awful. I hated everything about watching Cloud Atlas. I'm sorry, Harry. You cannot convince me that Cloud Atlas was a masterpiece. Yeah, we we also went into it wanting to to clown on it, you know? It was too long regardless. It's 3 hours long. It's, I saw It's too long and it's over it's way over ambitious, which you're more forgiving of than I tend to be. I usually would rather someone bite off what they can chew. It should have been a series. Yeah. yeah. Like like the, they, it's a they Netflix series. Yeah, yeah, they did Sense 8. People people did like that. They didn't love it. Yeah. I mean certain people loved it, but but, but like they certainly it doesn't get as shit talked as like Jupiter sending or cloud. Yeah, Atlas, it was generally seen as the most positive thing since uh, maybe Speed Racer. Yeah. I mean, even Speed Racer has its hate, but that I mean, Speed Racer just is one of the best looking movies I've ever seen. Yes. Yeah, visually that's, gorgeous. That's the thing is like I this is a movie. This is a dumb movies movie. Like I do want to just get like a big old tub of popcorn. Mm -hmm. Nice glass of wine. Put that hog in there. Um, um, oh, purple and black. <laughs> um, just I just want to get a big old tub of popcorn. See it on a big old IMAX screen. Yeah. And then I, like that's I feel I'm kind of like. I mean, I won't say it's this is the same way that I feel about Dune, but it's just kind of the same way where like I want to go lizard brain into this. I'm not going to expect the fucking best thing I've ever well, seen in my life. And I know that you are going to push back against me as soon as I came at Dune. <laughs> well, but. Dune is from from what I've heard is sticking to the book vibe of this very heady, hard to pierce story that's not like super accessible to mass audiences so we'll see what happens with dune if like you know the the normies will be clamoring over the sandworms as much as i am they won't um but well, with, here's but, the other thing it's also a part one right right it's only half of a movie but with matrix the original matrix movie has inspired so many like mm -hmm. deep philosophical theories and discussions that like like that movie popularized a lot of concepts about like simulation theory and like all of these things. And it gave them a yeah. good visual standard it, for people to talk about. It, it put, it gave, it gave the allegory of the cave, like a new, uh, well, yeah. In the age of the internet. Right. Yeah. It changed. It, it, it had the biggest impact on culture of like any single movie. Exactly. Yeah. Like series of maybe we're still feeling it, but the, not any single movie. Right. Man. We're still feeling the ripple of yeah, that. Yeah, that movie changed the world. Like, and the the sequels, although they're very very flawed, they take that idea and explore it in a really really interesting way. Like the thing about the sequels is that they they don't work. Be, it's they don't work because of the execution, but the core ideas in them are so so fascinating. And my biggest question about Matrix Four is like, is it going to be a member berries isn't the matrix cool as fuck let's remember how cool it is or is it going to take our understanding in the year 2021 of the internet and of simulation and everything how that discussion has evolved since 1999 and explore it in the way 
that a true Matrix movie in the 2020s can? That's I, the big question. This this might be a cop out answer, but I think it's going to end up in the middle somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to try to be more populous than like the third Matrix, yeah. um, and for good reason. Like you gotta make money. <laughs> it's and yeah. it's an action movie. It is you know extremely heady, but it is an action movie. You need a big audience to justify the budget. You like, guys want to hear the to. the big theory floating around online today since this trailer dropped? What? I don't love this theory, but. A lot of people are climbing on it. The plot of this movie, they're saying, is going to be that Keanu Reeves is playing essentially Keanu Reeves, making a movie that is essentially the Matrix inside of the movie. And then he discovers that he's actually Neo and he needs to unplug from the Matrix. How much evidence is there? That (laughs) That seems so insanely far-fetched that it might just work <laughs> right. god damn it <laughs> well there are shots as we saw in the trailer there are shots of the original movie like on screens yeah. in the background and there's like little moments of like neo like looking in a mirror and seeing a different person i mean when they're in that like martial arts kind of style thing with him and morpheus that's like just straight up from the first yeah. matrix movie. so yeah maybe so, maybe he is reckoning with the fact that he has experienced this but the way he's 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 reckoning with it is by making a movie how does that that, would honestly i wouldn't like that i I don't yeah i don't know if i would like that that that's especially if the wachowskis uh executed it because they're already heavy-handed and that's a very heavy-handed idea yeah how does the third movie end do you remember do you want me to spoil it <laughs> 18 year old I movie don't care okay is the thing like i'll watch it before the fourth one i'm pretty sure i did see it as a kid but also i was just like this is the worst of the three i so so i, w- I won't give away everything but what i'll say is that in the second movie there's an idea introduced that neo uh being the chosen one that frees humanity from the clutches of the machines is a construct built by the machines it is a controlled revolution that is supposed to happen that loops and there's an infinite number of neos that keep right. rising up that. and free it's the whole architect mm-hmm. monologue and by the third movie essentially we're led to believe that they succeed in breaking away from that loop and ending the loop and rebooting the matrix completely in a new way away from the clutches of the machines now in the hands of of humanity uh in some weird way because there are like there's like machines and and humans but there's also like artificial programs that are neither it's a whole thing um but essentially at the end of the third movie the matrix gets rebooted and it's like a new dawn that is free of this like cycle of endless fabricated revolution um so if this movie picks up where that leaves off then this takes place in the new rebooted matrix Mm -hmm. that i mean we don't know really that much about is it is it the same do we thing? think do we think that this is could it be that neo is this neo is a different neo but then we're gonna get uh really shitty cgi young neo coming mm. to save old neo um no maybe regardless i am excited for get the movie. every age i don't neo. i don't have a ton of emotional weight in the original franchise i, I mean i literally i think on the first episode of this podcast i saw the first one yeah like 
Uh, so it was never, you know, I was more affected by the cultural impact than the movie itself. But that means that even if this isn't great, I'm still going to enjoy it because there there's going to be a lot to enjoy in it. If yeah. you're not if you're not putting all your weight in it being important, because it might not be. You I got it. You know, you got to come with that in mind. I uh, I am super hyped for this movie. This trailer has got me so hyped. This is now with this trailer. This is probably my most anticipated movie of the year over Dune. So it's probably this Dune, man. And then my number three is a little movie formerly known as Soggy Bottom. Now, what do we got? Because not to be outdone by Matrix and the PlayStation event that we'll get to in a second. Now we're finding out. I'm not seeing any official confirmation, but it's through the grapevine on Twitter that Paul Thomas Anderson's new movie is called Licorice Pizza. Look, I'll say it. Soggy Bottom's better title. Give me Soggy Bottom. That is so much worse. <laughs> that is such a bad name. What? But, yeah. <laughs> what and he is so good at naming his movies. I, I'll i be honest. I think Soggy Bottom is a great name. I love Soggy Bottom. People all shit on it. The but Licorice Pizza. What does that mean? No, Paul. No. Apparently, it is a real pizza place that exists. That doesn't or existed in the uh, neighborhood where this movie. It is doesn't set. matter. <laughs> that doesn't matter, man. Uh, it's. I mean, it's whatever. I'm. This is my number one. Yeah, I mean, most, this is my number one by a mile. It's like the greatest filmmaker that we have right now i only have a number three because we literally don't know anything about it i don't once we see the trailer so you know it's the thing where it's just like oh like paul thomas anderson has a movie coming out this year yeah that's my number one fincher has a movie coming out this year yeah that's my number one damien chazelle he's on the list greta gerwig like whenever i just hear this person has a movie guess what my favorite movie or my most anticipated movie of next year is probably nope Cause it's just, it's Jordan, oh, Jordan Peele, Peele made and there's a poster out and I'm like, yeah, no fucking give it to me tomorrow. So, okay. so the, the reason why this is uh kind of crippling into, into um, or creeping into Twitter is because apparently PTA put a 35 millimeter print of the trailer mm. in front of a screening of um, mm. Beavis and Butthead, the movie. Nice. I love I'm that serious. man. I love that man so much. So there's some special screens, also some screens of a. Uh, I think it was American Graffiti. So there's no like digital version that can like be uploaded to TikTok and then somebody films it mm. and uploads it to YouTube and then somebody films that phone and then they tweet that video. Uh, that is not going to happen with this. This is this is a uh, Beavis and Butthead screening exclusive. I told you we should have gone to that thing. God, we almost went. Um, it's no, I have enough info to know this is like going to it's it's set in what the 70s. Mm-hmm. It's about a child actor breaking in. It has B Coops heavily featured. What what else do you want to know? What if it's what if um what if the full actual title is Paul Thomas Anderson presents Soggy Bottom colon a licorice pizza story? That's, yeah, that's it. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the move. Um, Paul, yeah. you're listening. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess that we're going to get a trailer here like within the next week. Yeah, I we're now reaching the point where he yeah. is if he's going to hit that December. What was it? December 17th. Is that the date of the movie? 
when it's supposed to come out wide. Yeah. I mean, that's I think, when Phantom Thread came out. Then I think that that means that that would leave it with three months of marketing. At three months of marketing, he could still make it a bona fide hit for what it would be. I think that I think it'll come out by the end of this month. I have hope. Um, did you want to talk about any other uh, like the festival premieres or anything like that? Or you want to just kind of wait because TBD well, on when we'll even see them? Well, what, what were the big ones? I, I know that Spencer was got a lot of buzz. Spencer, Kristen Stewart, Kristen Stewart looks like she is uh, she's the front runner right now. So for best actress. And you know what? I love to see it. I fucking love. Kristen I do. Stewart. I'm, I'm like because I, I really like her as an actress. This isn't coming from like the the normie take of hating her, but she like in spirit doesn't make sense as Diana at all. Like she has no warmth at all. She's also not British. Is she British? <laughs> um, I don't think Kristen so. Stewart? No. I think, isn't she American? Yeah, yeah I'm pretty I'm, sure she's American. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Regardless, she just, she's not who you would immediately go to because she doesn't have the same type of magnetism as Diana. She has a very different and very strong but type. But she's coy. And, and <laughs> Diana was very coy. I know. She, yeah. Diana was just also like... I think instantly beloved, whereas, you know, Kristen Stewart more sort of takes a while to reveal herself. Well, I feel like I I mean, again, I know absolutely nothing about this movie um, because I'm very excited for it. So I haven't wanted to read too, too much into what it is. But it seems like from the marketing that's more focusing on Diana's personal side, like in her own personal relationships and not so much of the like 10,000 feet above view of her like dynamism of going around to different countries and shaking hands and kissing yeah. babies no i know i mean like i said i'm i'm ready for Kristen stewart to surprise me because she has like time and time again she, and she's an awesome like cool person um there's another big one hold on though hold on the name spencer has to go i hate it it's bad it's bad what, they're just gonna call it diana well is it yes is it because, <laughs> yeah man maybe well, one there is already a very famous princess diana documentary called diana so we have to do a different hmm. one that two do you princess not like, diana do you not princess like of wales do you not like spencer because it reminds you too much of your favorite movie from last year spencer, spencer confidential, confidential. <laughs> yeah exactly that's, man that's why it's coming it's also, encroaching on marky mark's territory spencer is just like a bad name like it's not Spence. spencer is like not like a cool name you know what i mean it it reminds me of that tweet. shout out to all of our listeners who are named spencer i don't give a fuck it reminds me of Corey snierowski's tweet uh where he says that hillary clinton should campaign by shaving her head and getting really jacked and just going by rodham <laughs> <laughs> and, so and sprinting everywhere she goes <laughs> That's what I think when I think Spencer. Yeah, if, honestly, Spencer. Honestly, if 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 all of her campaign merch and branding just said Rodham, she probably she would have won, done better. Won by a landslide. Yeah. I mean, you know, she did win. Yeah. By three million votes. Hey, sure. I'm with her. Jill Stein. Um, <laughs> another person who it looks like they're running, honey. <sighs> That's our boy Will Smith, eliminated by Tom Cruise in the draft, and it looks like he is Bracket. now officially a uh, a front runner for, for King Richard for playing Spencer and Venus, or <laughs> for playing Serena and Venus Williams. Dad. King, King and, Richard, and Princess, their forgotten brother Spencer Williams. This, I would be over the moon if he like like pulled like an oscar performance out of his ass yeah. it's time both this is these, this is an it's time yeah both of these like i mean even more so for will smith because it's just he's gone through the full circle that the academy will do where mostly just with men because usually women don't get a chance to have 
comebacks in their careers, but of Hollywood loves you, then Hollywood disgraces you, and then you get to have the nice comeback story. You're you're so right though that when that happens to women, they just like yeah, they just aren't, don't come aren't back. allowed to come back because of uh. Well, who's to say why? <laughs> say like decades and decades. Of maybe yeah, maybe eons, millennia yeah, of, of sexism on Earth. Um, That's just crazy. Yeah, but King Richard, it looks great. Looks like a good sports movie biopic. I like both of those things. Yeah. I'm into that complicated figure. Like it's a, it's a role you take if you're trying to get uh, awards buzz because you know he's. Uh, your classic like tiger woods's dad like michael jackson's dad he's he's not uh he's not quite so harsh as the jackson father but he is like a he's a father who pushes the absolute fuck out of his children and it works but at what cost yeah it took the whiplash approach to uh child rearing um can (laughs) i tell you about (laughs) i tell you about my oh geez i didn't even think about all the way that through that but my number one of my top probably my top three movies anticipated movies uh, premiered at Cannes, and it got mixed. It got a lot of people walking out during the screening, and that is Sean Baker's new film, Red Rocket, mm-hmm. about a uh, dog penis. Yeah, about dog penis. No, it's about it's starring Simon Rex, who just oh, fucking baby, love this guy. What Simon Rex? Have you not heard about this? No, I. He's have. a washed up porn star. No, he's I, returning to his Texas hometown. I completely like a, forgot about this, but I listened. Simon Rex is like a character, like he's a real life insane character, basically. Who like he just like happened upon becoming a supermodel and then like just stumbled into being an actor, like out of absolutely nowhere. He openly admits he has like no skills at all. Um, perfect for a Sean Baker movie. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say Sean Literally. Baker who excels with non-actors. Yeah, and and in, like it was just wild people. You know, like this is perfect. Um, Simon Rex went on. I think it was a Patreon, not not a Patreon episode of, of the Yeah But Still podcast. If you want to get a sense of this guy, he he's just he has the craziest life story you've ever heard, and he has the vibe of a washed up porn star. Yeah, he, it, it might be one of those things where it's like semi-autobiographical or biographical. Yeah, and well, and regardless, people are definitely walking out because of like P and V, maybe. Yeah, well, there's that. Um, I did see some people uh, say that it's just like it fucking ruled. and But, you know, at Cannes, there's a lot of like older French people who guess. Just keep in mind. A lot of people, like half the crowd, walked out during the premiere of Uncut Gems. So don't take anything. Uh, yeah, take take walkouts with a grain let of me, salt. Let at me these tell you, kind of like sophisticated, suave uh, premieres. The festivals. the the PNV quota has already been exceeded by Zola earlier this year. <laughs> oh baby, M- mainly P, uh, mm-hmm. full screen, uh, close ups, many in Was a it row, like rivaling Bruno. I, I didn't see that. Oh, but I think that was just one for an extended period. Yeah, of for time. just a, a long, a long time. We probably need to do like a, a cultural re uh, visit to Bruno because it was such like Borat was such the perfect middle school boy movie. Yeah. But then he's pivots so hard to Bruno and everybody every, everyone's every, like, no, like, we'll just, we'll just yeah, just he because is. every boy who loved Borat is like, oh, it's so gay. <laughs> I can't. I'm, that's not me. Meanwhile, it's probably like a, an incredible takedown of homophobia in America. Yeah. yeah. My wife? <laughs> My husband. My husband? My husband? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I'm crazy excited for that. That totally, uh, that's been backburnered for so long that I'd forgotten. Um, so just, just real quick, we're kind of circling a lot of festivals here. So TIFF in Toronto uh, started 
uh, today yeah. as of this recording. Did not did they did not give us press pass? Well, yeah, so well, we, we had to are turn... boycotting the country of Canada. <laughs> we had to turn them down because they were they would not pay for our plane tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like, "Yeah, you're more than well, invited they, here." They right? were going to pay for business class, but we wanted first, right? Right. Yeah. No. I, well, I wanted to be in one of those uh, emergency Afghanistan cargo planes. Uh-huh. I, I wanted to be like that, in the trenches. That's what I mean by first class. That's <laughs> like the real. First. They don't tell you about that, but those planes are so comfortable. Yeah. No, I, I, I want to help the refugees. I wanted to parachute into the tip <laughs> with like like rations. <laughs> and then the uh, the other festival that's going on uh, started last week is Venice and it mm-hmm. ends this Saturday. So we'll start to see kind of what wins the the golden lion. Venice um, is the one that uh, gave Joker the award. Yeah. And yep. had like a, a, you know, 50 hour standing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> these, at all these festivals, they pump carbon monoxide in. Uh, just a little not a not a lethal amount but like really close should also be said venice um was also where dune premiered to let's call it mixed reception yeah some people were like this is the second coming of jesus christ you sent me it was funny drew and i were together uh (laughs) whenever it happened you sent a screenshot from a person who i have never heard of before he's from a german outlet and he said that dune is the type of movie that will go on to define the next decade in cinema and then just might david ehrlich a actual well-known american critic said that this is like half of a movie that's like like fun to look at but very very stupid um and and it'll probably be somewhere in the middle yeah because Ehrlich is often disagreeable honestly but uh i'm assuming so is this german man (laughs) because even you like even if it's an incredible movie it's not going to have that much cultural impact i'm sorry if it's it's as good as he says then it can't have the impact right because that's not how movies work my dream is that i want to go to one of these festivals one year and i want to say that exact quote about literally everything like every (laughs) single person i'm gonna say like dude jackass jackass Five is gonna well, define true. the next decade in movies. Yeah, and then they'll they'll listen to this podcast and hear all your Tom Brady takes, and they'll be like, you know what? I mostly agree with this guy. <laughs> yeah. So hey, you know what? Um, that's enough. And then the other festival that's happening is Telluride, um, which I think just ended a couple days ago. Yes. Um, yeah, there's some good stuff there. Uh a lot of stuff from like carryover from Can was there. Titan, which we say should say is the film that actually won. Palm d'Or, the Palm d'Or in Cannes. Um, it is by the directors of Raw. I'm very excited for that. Honestly, one of the best trailers I've seen in like fucking years. There's no speaking whatsoever. It's just like imagery cutting back and forth between like the woman and this like old man. And you're just kind of like sitting there trying to figure out what it is. I'm so fucking hyped. It looks incredible. So into that. Um, I'm excited for a documentary called Cow. Have you guys heard of Cow? No. So um, it's about like it's the almost the entire movie is like a close up on a cow's face and it's going through a cow's <laughs> life and like cow childbirth and everything. I don't know. It's I've heard like it's like very unsettling. Like it's like a very like it's a fucked up thing to well, watch. But yeah, also like it's, cow it's so it's so powerful. Terrifying. Look, I'm you know, I love a good fucked up doc. Um, Is it like a slaughterhouse cow? 
I I don't know. I don't. I haven't read read too much into it. I read about like a fucked up story about like a documentary about just following one cow, and I was just there's there's another uh, movie that's centered around a certain animal that I'm very excited for. Lamb, yeah, did lamb. Dude, when they showed give the trailer me, for that, me, I like applauded. I was just like, when they so boy lamb, the yep. kind of fucking depraved I, shit are we on? What what movie did it play before the Green Knight? Was it Green Knight, yeah, it was Green Knight. Whenever we played it before, it, and I saw it like the day it came out because it was blowing up Twitter and everything. And Gaia was sitting next to me, and she was like, "What's happening here?" I was just like, "Just wait, just wait, just wait." And then whenever you see the little lamb walking with his little like human clothes on, I was just like elbowing her so hard she's like i don't like any yeah of she's like i why would you think i wouldn't be interested <laughs> um it looks so fucked up it also it fits in it's a24 right yeah it it fits in with what they've been doing more lately which is like it feels like a, a fable like an ancient story like yeah. oh uh once once an old farmer fucked a lamb and then he had a half lambkin and then that kid was all weird you know in a weird way zola kind of had that vibe too also a24 <laughs> that's that is uh the opposite of what i imagined and it's it it does have kind of like a fable quality to it i don't know you know it's like a modern twitter fable you know i mean it yeah it is like it's a it's right when i got on twitter is when the zola story happens yeah. and it was like such a deal like it was because it is an unbelievable story yeah um you guys should see it it's i'm i'm waiting to talk about it until y'all see it because it's yeah. it's one of those you gotta see mm. those dicks mm. um okay i want to real quick touch on some video game news we don't talk enough about video games on this show and uh today has just been a, a crazy day for news in between all this matrix for and uh stuff and whatnot but uh playstation had an event where they announced a bunch of new games and i just kind of want to rapid fire uh say them and, and see what y'all's reactions are so uh first of all we're getting a star wars knights of the old republic um remake oh reboot. yeah um, coming it looks i'm was actually if you just heard a little bit of audio is actually me just playing the trailer real quick just see how it looks it's just a single shot of the the mask looking thing here's the thing that's the old republic is like a perfect video game if they're actually remastering they're not changing the game or anything if they're just remastering it to run in 4k 60 fps on ps5 then like fuck yes absolutely um, i will pay 60 dollars for this game yeah that's that's the question because it is a remake not a remaster you know that leaves room for a, an amount of uh switching shit up um they, there's a bunch of other stuff too that's not super notable like uh uncharted remaster gran turismo 7 the the guys the biggest we, ones hold on can we can we stop with these grand fucking turismo <laughs> can we take they're, dude they're here's the thing it's not they're it's tech not, demos here's the thing yeah can we can we stop don't you ever just like sit at home and you're like god i wish i like i wish that i could just like drive <laughs> But like, but not like in my own car. I want to like, like play a car video game. But I want to be like really realistic, where like I have to switch gears and shit. Yeah, the, those games are like you said, they're tech demos for any new console, which sucks. That's not a reason to buy a game. And then, or they're for 
uh divorced dads who own like a, a rig inside their living yeah. room that essentially just looks like a car but yeah. with no car and they ignore their children well you play it it's better when you have a lot of classic cars it's better if you have doubles of every car mm-hmm. well because you want to drive one but you also want to keep one uh, in storage this is, this is good news i know triples of the triples of the road yeah so in gran turismo 7 if you have triples that's best. It is. Safe. It is Triple the safest safe. of all is yeah. to have just have a Gran Turismo um, rig. I don't. Yeah. Look, here's the thing is like it's it's kind of fun. Here's like I don't know a single person who pays $60 for whenever these games come out. But when they're like free on PS Plus is like the fourth free game of the yeah, month. It's like sure. It's like fun to like just, play, I mean, just be like, oh, well, this looks really nice. Just like cruising down the down the desert highway. <laughs> The other big uh, <laughs> announcements are uh, a new um, Wolverine game from the same people that made Spider-Man for the PS4 and a sequel to Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2 featuring Venom, Venmo. Um, that Wolverine game would be very cool. Dude, I, so stoked for that yeah, shit, very, man. I, very Dude, cool. Insomniac is just like, they. I might have been more worried about like how good this game would be, but I mean... Fucking Spider-Man on PS4. If it wasn't for another game uh, that we're about to talk about on PS4, that would be the best game on the console. Like, it's, that game is perfect. It gets Spider-Man so right. Just not only the character itself, but the mechanics of being Spider-Man, why it would be fun to be in when you can just zip around the fucking city. It's so great. And Wolverine, how dark do you think? Do you think that we'll get, I like... blood. Do you want I Logan? Want blood, do you think we'll limbs, get Logan? Yeah. Era. I don't think that we I can go that dark, game. but I want it to be. I mean, like Wolverine as a character is pretty dark. So yeah. hope we get a little bit darkness. That'd be fun. Um, Spider Man Two. I'm really hyped for. You know, same yeah, thing. I mean, between between the first game and Miles Morales, it's like they're really fleshing. <sighs> Miles out the world. Morales is like the biggest problem, and that's because they had to rush it out because Spider Man was such a hit. But Miles Morales is like does some stuff even better than the original spider-man does it's just short the big one though Mm. god of war ragnarok (laughs) sequel to one of the best games i've ever played in my whole life yeah like if they just even match the quality of that first game like you got we got another fucking classic right here with this one and it's supposed to be bringing in even more norse mythology like uh thor and loki and um Oh, what's uh, the the Odin? Yeah, yeah Odin. Odin. Yeah, Odin. Um, so so yeah, it's it's gonna be a bigger scale. But the thing that made that first game special is just the relationship between Kratos and his son, and their journey together, and the bond that is developed uh, between the two of them throughout that journey. So if they're able to just build upon that and keep telling that very small story in the middle of this huge grand tale i'll be so satisfied i i can't wait for this yeah drew you never played the new god of war did you not a big gamer so i know but i know i know drew i hear you i know that but this is going to be one of those things where you're like oh you uh you don't swim much here's the deep end yeah i guarantee you that's what god of war would be (laughs) no but here's the thing like i never liked the old god of war games like i think like they're just hack and slash and they never did anything for me at all but it's just like it's just you're right Ernest. it's like just the best fucking story ever like it's it's so fucking good it's like you it's all cinematic but not in a like not in a game where it's 
completely depends on the cinemax itself it also just kicks ass just have a heavy ass axe that like you can feel the weight of it while you're moving around it's the best (laughs) so satisfying i'm so fucking hyped for this game like i'm beyond hyped Ernest, you're going to have to get a PS5 before this game comes out. It is going to be exclusive, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. It's going to be exclusive. Here's the thing is that even if it wasn't like I I or I I hope that it's exclusive. Not to I know a lot of people are still struggling out there to find PS5s who want them, but more so because Ratchet and Clank showed that when you can just devote all of your energy to making it for one console instead of having to make a game for two consoles, it's just better. Mhm. So, guess what? That's why uh OSX is better than Windows. <clears throat> oh, Mac? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Do you want to know a fun fact uh, that I just learned last night about uh, OSX? What? Drew laughed at me um, because we were doing a, a fantasy football draft last night. He um, didn't. It's not even OSX. He didn't know that you you can scroll on a trackpad. I didn't know He's that. He's been using. No. I didn't know that you could use two fingers and scroll down. The, the trackpad is. I, out of all the crazy superior things about MacBooks, the trackpad is probably the most superior. Here's the thing. Other than the OS. I, like it I is it is the smoothest, I, easiest to use. And I've there used wasn't a lot like, of laptops. When there wasn't a bar on the side for me to scroll down or something, I just had to like click down and like highlight the page to move down. Oh, yeah, it was taking him fucking oh, forever to do man. this thing we were doing. And I was like, what is this? Like, draft on fantasy team because we had 30 seconds per pick. And there are plenty of Windows laptops that have the double finger trackpad scroll. Said, I've been using uh, Gaia's laptop for like the last couple of years. I haven't had my own laptop. And I just. And he has never once scrolled with two fingers. He's never even tried. Fingers. It's squishy. It's nice. <laughs> It's just whoa. There's also there's more than that you can do. Like four fingers does something, three fingers does something. See, like you know, I should have known that because like I also didn't. I just recently moved to an iPhone, and there's like a bunch mm. of shit with like multiple fingers you can do on the iPhone. But mm-hmm. I'm a one finger type guy. You guys all know this about me. That's true. It's the only gets, one you can fit in there. Done. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the PlayStation event. Um, we have a couple little catch up things that I want to touch on before we wrap everything up for today. Um, also shout out to our discord listening in right now. You guys rock. Um, you can always support everything we do by donating at anchor.fm slash we bought a mic and you'll gain access to the discord that is in beta alpha, uh, yeah. omega access right now. Well, you, you have to implied like exclusivity. Like, yeah, just send us, send us an email saying you want it and we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll check out your Well, socials. it's gotta be a nice email. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll, we'll do like an audit of your, your Tell social us, like, score. You suck. Yeah, give us give us your credit score. Yeah, you you have to um, you have to have like some type of uh, corn cob TV subscription as well. It's like mm-hmm. a bundle deal mm-hmm. uh, where you get corn cob TV with We Bought a Mic Discord. But we aren't trying to rig shit. No, we yeah. didn't do that. Uh, guys, I saw Shang Chi uh, colon. Or is it Colin? No, it's Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Should have just been Shang-Chi. Um, I'll say it. You don't care about the Ten Rings and the Legend of hey, them? I the only thing is that I know that there's just one ring to rule them all. Oh. Is that what you learn at the end of Shang-Chi? Is that like no. it's really it's only one it's ring? Te- it's ten oh. together. So how was it? I I liked it. It was it was pretty good. Um, I think it's kind of stock Marvel. You know, like we're at a point now where like the Marvel formula is just so established and ingrained that it's like you just you know what you're going to get. 
you know, we talked about Black Widow a couple of weeks ago and it just I, I enjoyed that movie, too. But it just kind of did fall in that trap of just like this is just so cookie cutter. And this one kind of does do a lot of that, but um, it does enough to keep things fresh. You know, I mean, yeah, it has like it is opening things up to a new culture at the very least. Yes, mm-hmm. that that should not be understated. Like this is a huge deal for representation for Asian and Asian Americans in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Like super, super underrepresented historically and, and just, uh, you know, made to be these caricatures and these the the butt of so many jokes historically and in movies and now finally it's like let's give you a big old movie and the biggest franchise of all time and in that sense the movie is a success uh it's like a full asian cast uh or almost entirely full um and um did relatively well at the box office it all did. things considered it's, it's, really well yeah it's incredible it's up standards. to over 100 domestic 157 worldwide easily yeah. the biggest hit of the covid era the thing i wanted the most from this movie was incredible martial arts action sequences mm-hmm. and it pretty much delivers on that level there's one uh kind of fight dance sequence at the very beginning because the the first kind of 10 minutes Rings. of the movie 10 to 15 minutes of the movie are uh all in uh chinese in in mandarin like That's with cool. subtitles um so they're not trying to kind of like spoon feed the setup of the movie to you, you kind of have to be a little locked into it and they they kind of throw you into this new world this new story it's not really tying into the larger mcu kind of at all uh so it is carving out like its own little pocket and there's this fight dance sequence that's so beautiful it's so colorful it's also like a story of like two people falling in love throughout the course of this fight and it's i just haven't seen that in these movies and i i I just appreciated that so much Uh, mr and mrs smith much yeah yeah vibes for sure (laughs) yeah yeah. uh it's one of the people in the scene is tony leung who's this like legendary hong kong actor that kind of runs away with this movie he's like way way better than this movie needs him to be and he just brings it he's one of those guys where it's just like all you have to do is put a camera on him and you're just Mm. absolutely transfixed by him uh if anything this movie makes me want to see like as many tony leung movies as possible he's sort of uh hong kong's version of scoot mcnary (laughs) yes Yeah, same. Everybody's saying this. Exactly the same. Just the animal magnetism. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, there is a a a. I sent you guys a picture, but there is a Marvel short film on Disney Plus right now that came out around the time that uh, it's like right after Iron Man three because it's like Ben Kingsley is in Iron Man three and it follows mm. him afterwards. And Scoot is like a main character in the <laughs> short film. What? Yeah. <laughs> He didn't quite make it to like being in <laughs> no. the universe enough. Like he's in the short. They put him in the, the 15 oh, minute short oh. film. He gets in. He's like, you look at that man. You're like, oh yeah, that's like, you know, he's in like a TV show. That man gets roles. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Obviously they're going to be small. He's not fucking Daniel Day Lewis, but he's in the Marvel yeah. shit. He's in DC. He's in fucking uh, quiet place. Hey, look, he's in a rare line of people who are in both DC. Got a foot in DC and in Marvel. He's a main player in the Wabam canon. Oh, yeah. The main. That's his biggest. He's like the, the flag can emblem. I, he's a co-star. Can co-starring. I say, 
I just want to ask if you felt this at all, because I've only felt this from the outside. I have not had a chance to see Shang-Chi. I meant to see it a few days ago, and then I didn't forgot um <laughs> i just forgot I'll, I'll be honest i've been worried about making bets in football my mind has been preoccupied um don't do don't worry think, everyone it's under control yeah don't worry guys don't worry about it. drew and i didn't just split a pff a uh, hundred dollar subscription for the year don't yeah hunter's definitely it. not pulling me under <laughs> <laughs> oh god i just want FanDuel sportsbook to sponsor this podcast so badly um anyways DraftKings. Kings uh, draft kings hey you're welcome underdog hey i'm listening can you make bets on honestly no we need express vpn to sponsor this podcast so then i can spoof my location so that i can be in a state where it's legal to gamble but you didn't hear that so yeah we can we can do that huh is that is that like literally just as easy as doing a vpn yeah like yeah you can and you can reliably some places, well the thing is that some places might require proof of your address address they yeah at the very least they need like a credit card which i could probably is, like just do like some shitty like uh like photoshop work and just like kind of like get a power bill and then just like put like you have Colorado a red on dot it. on your forehead <laughs> no oh god so this is might put more red dots on me from the big disney machine but have you felt at all like disney really wants this to be the next black panther there are a lot of black panther similarities in this movie here's the thing not even it's also just been with the rollout like they actually gave it like a good soundtrack with like featuring like nikki and earth gang and anderson pack and like they're trying to do the black panther rollout thing and even some of the marketing they're trying to be like this isn't for like all the normal marvel people like this is special this is something different. i mean it is, it is special it is it it's is a moment you know? no and that's the thing is like but i just there's something about that just feels a little bit disingenuous that's like disney has to like do a big like show about like look at us there's one for people of color that yeah. just kind of you guys get the 20th marvel movie like good <laughs> congratulations yeah, it's like the 25th at this point. yeah the yeah. thing is it's you know progress most of the time has to be incremental and you have to take a win even when it's a big fat corporate win and this yeah. is you know it's still a yeah. dub it's a dub it's just yeah i don't know it's just something about that i've just i've just noticed that it's just like yeah I, I, I mean in terms of the story there are a lot of black panther uh similarities well that that might come down to the source material not really because black panther is more of you know the the idea of like wakanda and all that that's more ingrained in the comics than shang chi shang chi has been like this throwaway character is tony lung's character is he the villain of the story is yeah. that like a spoiler he's oh. a villain oh, yeah, he he's the oh, villain okay. I, I mean the the thing is is that he's very charismatic it's got a little bit of the michael b jordan yeah. kind of thing yeah like you kind <laughs> like of root for him yeah. for a lot of it you know he kind of wins you over um i i think that I think Tony Lung is, is definitely the best part of the movie. Um, I will say when comparing it to Black Panther, one of I love Black Panther, but one of the things that really brings that movie down for me is that the third act is just a it's just a hot mess. Yeah, yeah it's a big poop. Like yeah. it is just they really it's a big bummer drop the ball in terms of like the staging and the visuals of that third act. And it, it didn't really like work for me too much to have like just the wakandan army just fight each other just fight itself you know it, it, like you could have played with that more in terms of like the themes of like 
black on black crime and things like that and, and they just kind and of you could have you know visually made it better but that's true of all yeah final, final marvel fights. well and especially that one which it didn't have as big of a budget budget as like an avengers or something behind no it, dude all these movies have huge they got enough money budgets. to do some shit yeah. they just don't. it's it's about time it's about yeah. how the vfx artists don't have enough time to finish yeah because um, they're cranking out five of these a year exactly. So. exactly and now you throw in tv in the mix and, yep yeah but um what I liked about Shang-Chi is that you do have that third act kind of, you know, battle, but then it goes in this other direction um, that I haven't really seen from a lot of these movies where essentially you have kind of like a monster fight. You have like these two kind of dragons fighting each other and it could look a little bit better. Like there's a lot of it that's not as like on par with like, you know, the Matrix resurrection trailer in terms of like visual splendor. The new, the new gold standard. Full circle. <laughs> Full circle. But uh, how many movies in this superhero genre can you count that end in a big like monster fight? Yeah. You know, they, right. and also not just a monster fight, but this world that we go to in the kind of third act of the movie is based heavily on like traditional Asian Chinese mythology. Like these, the 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 guardian lions and the the nine tail foxes and these mm -hmm. kind of like ancient Chinese, uh, you know, mythological symbols that are kind of brought to life, and I just think that it, it just kind of shocked me a little bit that that this, you know, we found that this movie was going there because so much of it was just like a lot of like you know martial arts hand to hand combat type of deal, and then it just kind of takes this more fantastical turn that I really appreciated. Um, I also wanted to shout out that there's an awesome bus fight that almost beats the nobody bus fight. It's, it's, a, it has a lot more bells and whistles as the Marvel money yeah. all over it, but, uh, it doesn't quite beat Bob Odenkirk kicking ass. Nothing. I was, dude, the bus fight is <laughs> fucking unbelievable. In nobody. It's Drew, you so should watch good. nobody. Nobody kicks so much ass. It's so good, man. It's, it's so good. But, um, He's going to make it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell her. Tell the kid. Um, but yeah, I, I, I appreciate this movie didn't tie into the MCU too much. It, it just kind of tells its own story. Um, it, it, there's like one post credit scene where you see Captain Marvel and Mark Ruffalo to let you know, like, all right, you know, we're going to keep this this train moving. But other That's than that, um, you don't have like any other uh story references it's more of like the feel of the movie you know the jokes mm -hmm. and what yeah you just know and that's kind of what ultimately brings it down for me the fact that it has to have that kind of quip quota of for so much yeah, of it it's like i mean uh, it's yeah the it's, we, a the machine. Count. it's a formula like yeah, it's <laughs> it's that one that one's a little tough and i also i hate to admit this but simu liu uh he was kind of bland um, I see. So that's the thing that I've heard is that Tony Lung is he, kind of out, yeah. like, kind of blows him out of the water. Yeah. I, I mean, it's unfair when you're talking about like, you know, this Hong Kong cinema legend uh, against like yeah. a newcomer. Yeah. I will say, though, Sibu, great on Twitter. And he is funny guy. <laughs> he is pulling from his uh, uh, background as like a stock 
photo yeah he used guy. to do stock photos yeah. he, he came from the shit like he he's a success story yeah um, canadian guy. i mean i i have hope that like he can still like and they're this going is to, early on film he's gonna be around and they're going to mold him to be better well, like chris hemsworth was really bad at first well also fucking um like chadwick wasn't even that good in black panther if we're honest like that he's had i would say the source material isn't uh, there for him. Yeah. yeah almost everything Probably everything I've ever seen him do aside from that, he was way better in because he was good Brid- in Civil War. You're, you're, being, you're being asked to play in a very broad character. Yeah. Like it's there's not a ton you can really and do. And you with don't that. get to play around like you do in like Thor three or something when like you are you don't have to establish like this is who I am. These are the characteristics that I stand yeah. for. Yeah, it's just yeah, most of the like even fucking like sorry harry but chris evans and captain america the first one it's just like yeah what are you gonna do man like it's it's boring okay like yeah (laughs) but but yeah like i just said with chris hemsworth too like you know when he first came up he was pretty bland too and they improved him as the they they, yeah they figured out also that he's naturally very funny yeah and they they steered that franchise in the right and i'm sure they'll do the same with simu because simu's on a he's on a uh, kim's convenience which is a big tv show in canada a big um comedy Hmm. so he's got the chops he's got the reps that's good man Um, kenneth barana just the worst possible choice to choose to make a marvel movie yeah uh the last thing i wanted to say about shang chi is that ben kingsley is in this movie um and he Love him. he got the most laughs out of any one in my theater. Ben like, Kingsley is the he, best. We do not appreciate Ben Kingsley enough. Like he's got in, like unfucking believable range. His range is so good. He's just like good, oh. uh, great role player. Yeah, it's like I can be Gandhi and also I can come in and just get like all the laughs in this movie. Hmm. And best. you 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 you're totally all right with the Gandhi thing. Well. I mean, he's half. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Last thing before uh, we wrap things up is um, I wanted to talk about, I want to talk about In the Heights. Mm-hmm. So pulling from our big reservoir of um, ketchup that we haven't tapped into um, since doing our Nick Cage series. Just uh, just have a long list and and we have time for a movie since we haven't talked about we, we did a lot of TV, but haven't talked about a lot of movies. Um, but yeah, In the Heights came out over the summer, did really bad at the box office, was also on HBO Max and didn't really get picked up too much, um, you know, cultural attention. And I wanted to give it a shout out because I think it's one of the best movies of the year. Um, it. You know, depending on how the year goes, it might not make it to my top 10. It, it's kind of just barely hanging in there. Um, but I just I really, really love this movie. I think it's a big deal in terms of uh, Hispanic um, representation on screen. It's a great New York movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you just feel the the heat and the the intensity of like what it must be like to live in Manhattan and in, you know, kind of Brooklyn, Queens kind of area. And um, it's a fucking musical on such a great, great scale. Directed by John uh, John M. Chu, who did Crazy Rich Asians. And of course, based on the uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda play. And it just comes to life on the screen so well. There are some aspects of it that I think don't work 
super well in translation. I never saw the musical, the mm. play, um, but I can just kind of tell, you know, that there's some bits where it's like, okay, this could have been brought to life on the screen a little bit more. But overall, like they just did such a good job with the musical numbers. Um, we saw this together yeah. at an advanced screening hunter. And I just remember being like so overjoyed with it, like just so taken by it. Uh, I, we kind of thought, I mean, I had my doubts, but we kind of thought that, you know, the, the people would come rushing to see in the Heights and they just didn't. It just didn't happen, unfortunately. But I mean, yeah, you're right. I, have you revisited this movie? Yeah, I saw it on HBO Max. Okay. I, uh, I've been really meaning to watch this, especially because it did it, like it bombed, bombed in theaters. Like it's kind of a bummer. I think it made what, like under 15 million opening weekend. Like it was, it was sad. Hmm. The lack of how well it did. But I mean, you said like John Chu, I mean, he made crazy rich Asians. He knows how to make things look like fucking beautiful. Yeah, and that he's part a is great director. That part, like he gets kind of. He does a really good job at like riding the line of making a quote unquote grounded musical, but ma still making it feel fantastical. Like there's just some sequences. There's one sequence um, where there's a couple that are dancing and then suddenly they just go outside and they just start dancing like on the side of the building. And it's just like fucking gorgeous. Um, even even that wasn't what really captivated me. What, what captivated me was more of like the 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 big ensemble oh, dances yeah. the pool scene the 96000 yeah 96, yeah 96000 yeah the the opening number i think is just so incredibly realized like oh my god you can just tell that there's craft at every single level of bringing something like that to life um and also the tender moments yeah um i think the um the kind of uh the abuela number mm -hmm. that kind of transports you back to the cuban immigrants of the uh i guess like 60s era when she um when she was younger and you see it's essentially like her final breath as she passes away and has this like rush of seeing her life flash before her eyes and it's done in this incredible musical number um i loved it i love that that made me cry it hit me so well yeah and I, I know that musicals aren't for everybody. And if you don't like musicals, you're not going to like this movie. But if you like musicals and you haven't seen this movie, like, come on. <laughs> the thing is, like, I feel like it has weirdly done solid on HBO Max. At least this is all word of mouth. But I know nobody in my family saw this movie in theaters, but everybody in my family has seen this movie multiple times on hbo max Great. like it's that's a, good and that's good at least that it is and musicals kind of always have a slow burn thing i mean look at the greatest showman a few years ago that opened opening weekend it was a bomb it did not do well in theaters and it played for another six months in right. movie theaters ended up making 500 but in pandemic times million. that's yeah. impossible yeah it's not gonna happen so it makes more sense at least it does have a home on streamers one of the biggest bummers about uh this not doing well financially is um i mean the cast everybody talks about anthony ramos and uh melissa beretta who are like both excellent as the two main leads but my guy Corey hawkins um who plays benny uh Usnavi's best friend 
is it's one of the best performances I've seen all year. It's he's a star. He's dude. a fucking star. It's funny. I know him because he was in the 24 reboot 24 legacy nice. a few years ago, which is such a dog shit like reboot of a show <laughs> and just a terrible, terrible idea to make. There's like, oh, turns out Jack Bauer did some like unsavory things. What if you replace him with a black guy? Yikes. Um, oh, you're, you're talking about. Corey. Yeah, Corey Hawkins. Oh, I thought you, t- you said Anthony Ramos. No, no, no. no Ramos, Ramos is, is, is incredible. King. We've talked a lot yeah, about Ramos. No, I love Love Room. I mean, he's the best part about fucking Hamilton. Yeah. I, um, it's him and uh, um, Leslie Odom Jr. But Corey Hawkins, this guy is so fucking good, man. Like, I just want every, I want him to be in everything. Like, he has that kind of walks into the room and just everybody looks yeah. at him that kind of like who the hell is that like i am drawn so to this person we sh- should also mention that i think another reason why this movie took a hit is because it did kind of get swept up into a little bit of controversy with the casting of of uh of him of Corey, um because he is the darkest skinned member of the main cast mm. and he's which not isn't fair his- that he became the target of and he's not hispanic so it's like in the in the original play, apparently there's a whole subplot of like colorism in the Hispanic community mm-hmm. that just gets completely taken out in the movie version. And you cast your black lead as, with somebody who's not of Hispanic descent. So, you know, people kind of use that as a way to drag on the movie. And my take, you know, as a Hispanic person is like, guys, we get one we we have one movie <laughs> yeah. and you're gonna turn on it and you're gonna fucking make lin manuela do the lip bite apology tour <laughs> about how he got it wrong it's like just enjoy the fucking one it's, movie that we I, get i know it'd be one thing if this is like we see a hundred of these movies every year or something like that but yeah. we don't like come on guys. i mean i, like, I understand we, it and i i understand that like representation needs to be done the right way you know we can't have scarlett johansson playing asian characters all the time as much she as she was the second choice for Corey. yeah yeah <laughs> that would have that would have been pretty good but also it's it's just like i also just think that people need to calm the fuck down and you can't like a movie like this it should be a moment for celebration mm-hmm. it should not be a chance to like you know cancel whatever the fuck and like drag it down yeah i don't is this like a very significant amount of people who are upset? Because I think it impacted the box office. I, I think, think it a, did a little bit. I, I honestly don't I think. Don't, I don't think it's nearly as significant. As, you, yeah. Because now it feels like nobody talks about that anymore. Like no, it was a not thing at all. like the first week. It was in the lead up to it. I think, yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to when they dropped it. Um, it, it, honestly, they should have pushed it. If it would have come out in July, it would have been a hit. Yeah. And like tough marketing. But then also, Bad. I think they definitely overestimated um the the idea that hamilton would get people into musicals right. and I, I think it, hamilton may have been like a standalone thing that a lot of people loved uh but it's also like you know it's a stage play it's different from this i would definitely like this more because this is a movie and like looks uh like it's meant for a screen yeah it's not it's not literally filming of a stage play yeah. i mean we talked about it off mic at the time but maybe just the circles don't the Venn diagram doesn't intersect as much between Latin community, musical lovers and movie theater goers, yeah, especially well, in a pandemic time like that. It's it just, a very, very tiny overlap. It makes sense. I like, know. It makes like sense, if but. we're talking Broadway, Broadway's white, man. It's yeah. it's an insular fucking uh, high class community. Like it's but this movie 
it doesn't feel that way at all. I know. Like that's the thing. It doesn't feel like Hamilton. Like I know that Hamilton is like rooted in like hip hop and all of that, but Hamilton has this quality of like white liberal elite. It's, yeah, it's for a white audience. This movie, I just it doesn't have that. It Man. feels it has this like Latin flair to it. There's this. There's number, literally a song about them how ninety six thousand dollars will change your yeah. life. Not like two hundred million dollars. Mm-hmm. They aren't playing like the fucking he- mega lotto or Th- anything there's like this, that. It's there's this number that is all about every person waving their flag from their respective country yeah and that apparently like they were crying while they were filming that because they were just so overcome with emotion but like that is one of the the best parts of the movie where you see all of these different people from all these different countries kind of coming together in this one block in this one spot and that's kind of what you know, sets this movie apart for me in terms of just like another musical, right? Mm. Not like we are getting a ton of musicals, but just recently there seems to be a lot. And I think that, you know, between this, Dear Evan Hansen and West Side Story is probably going to be the best one of the three. Yeah. Well, here's the thing is that I didn't feel found by this movie. And with Dear Evan Hansen, you will be found. I will be found. <laughs> Hey, shout out to Jimmy Smith's also, just the fucking King Jimmy Smith's, who's so good in In the Heights. Is the dad um i i would probably rather see in the heights than the other two musicals you mentioned even i uh I'll i be have honest, lost- west side story i'm just i guess i'll see it because it's spielberg but why just i've lost why? i still I've just lost a little why. bit of faith in spielberg's fastball mm-hmm. yeah and i think that that's justified i just we've never seen a spielberg musical so i'm just curious about what that's gonna look like but why west side story <laughs> West Side Story is a mids musical, guys. Hot take musical time. Like West Side Story is like an extremely fucking over. I enjoyed musical. West Side Story. It's fine. It's so like fine. It's very like base level. Like this is what racism looks like, and it's not. Well, really... I didn't know. <laughs> it's... I saw this yesterday, and I was like, <laughs> I um. Yeah, I saw it as a child. That's why I. Yeah. I, I saw it. Guess what? It's so a, did Steven Spielberg. It's a well done. It's a well done movie musical adaptation, which I guess is the most impressive thing about it. You know what? The musical itself isn't that anything, but it's a like there aren't a ton of great movie musicals. There's like Singing in the Rain, um, uh, Hairspray, Hair Hairspray, of course. Um, Do you know what musical I had music. to? I watched one billion times as a child, and this what? probably explains a lot of why I don't like them now is uh, the Joseph and the Technicolor dream coat, like the very cinematic oh, yeah. stage play adaptation, which I, is like good. I seriously thought you were going to say high school musical. Um, that's a good point. I've seen that more than any other musical, <laughs> yeah. like, and it's not close. I mean, this almost has a better pool scene than high school musical too. Almost. <laughs> almost. Um, not nearly close. as visually impressive. Musicals are just, it's a high degree of difficulty, well, yeah. you know? Um, and it, yeah, like you said, it's not for everyone. Like, it's, I don't, it, I don't mean to put down musicals it's as a cringe. whole. It, it, I, you got it. Like you got to embrace musical like the, is cringe. Yeah. You got to embrace the fantasy of it all that, you know, it's just, I mean, this is easily, easily the best musical since well, La La I've been, Land. and I've been easily, I've like, been swept away in musicals IRO. Like like watching yeah. on Broadway or whatever, like the the musical Kinky Boots, which I'm sure there's going to be a a, a movie version of. It's, it's just they'll do all of them. Yeah, um, yeah, that was like just a lovely watch live. Like it was, it's incredible to see in real life the level of performance that is just above any other. Like mm-hmm. uh, you know what I mean? Um, it's just it's hard to translate that if you're shooting it, if you're shooting a straight stage play, and then it can be hard 
to really capture the magic of a musical and cinema form. Uh, because especially because they're usually very long. That's yeah. what I was trying to get at earlier about how like some of the translation is clunky because usually musicals on Broadway are like, you know, around that three hour mark mm-hmm. and you can only trim down so much from that before yeah. you start to like lose some of that connective tissue. And that's kind of what mm-hmm. I felt here is like, ah, I wish they would have made more changes to the story to really translate it to like the two hour version rather than just like you know taking out some stuff and and just having it feel a little bit disjointed yeah yeah um but i love the the latin rooted music it's elevated by that the bright colors the smooth camera work and again the star making performances by anthony ramos and melissa barrera um and just to shout out again the the opening numbers explosive the pool scene there's a club scene that is like so like sweltering it's so like sexy oh man that it's one of the best movie moments of the year is that club scene and again the just the emotion of the um the abuela number mm-hmm. i think it's called paciencia y fe yeah is the yeah, abuela yeah, number it. just so emotional just such a peak the and yeah i i just got a lot of this out of this movie it's it, it you, you can criticize it you know, fair criticisms all the way, but it feels good to see a Hispanic movie on the big screen like this. It, it rocks. I was so excited for it. I'm bummed that it didn't, you know, get a, a big um, kind of cultural moment in terms of box office or anything like that. But maybe it, you know, with time, people people will find it and they'll they'll know that um, you know it's one of the one of the best musicals we've had in recent years. Yeah, hope so. So that's in the Heights and that does it for today's episode. So we'll wrap it up here. Thank you for listening. Thanks to uh, Discord once again. Please send us your questions if you have any. Um, Webottomike at gmail.com at Webottomike on Twitter and uh, engage with us on our Discord if you want to uh, by donating or uh, sending us a sweet little email with a sweet little kiss. Uh, Stay tuned for robin williams yeah starting Mm -hmm. let's fucking go um that'll be happening probably sooner rather than later yeah Um, we're gonna have to take a little break in october because in october it gets there's like good shit like some good good shits coming out in october we eat we eat um but next week boys um malignant we said uh, we would be interested in, oh, in yeah. reviewing malignant, malignant the new uh, james wan movie i'm down um so stay tuned Ray for that spooked. Um, and then, yeah, we'll be letting you know the details of the full Robin Williams run. It's going to be meaty. It's going to take a while. It's going to run into next year uh, for sure. But yeah, we'll try to balance that out with some of the new releases as well, like the new Bond movie, the new Halloween movie, the new Venmo let there be carnage you can do a solo pod for that one. You should mm-hmm. like record yourself talking to yourself for that one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll pay you if you do that. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I'll donate this month. All right. Thanks for listening. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.